Hi, I'm Patrick Periano, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And, uh, man, we're, this is going to be another first for the Boondoggle audience live in the Boondoggle bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell, ladies and gentlemen. Sheer pandemonium going in Wilhelm's <laughs> Got Mr. Sicky Spacek of the legendary band Black Death.
Yeah. A little tease on that for you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, we'd uh, been talking about having you here for a while now, getting you on. Uh, Stay I mean, flat. It's been, it's been like years. Yeah, yeah we have. Years we've been trying to make this happen. And, uh, you know, you gave me the opportunity today. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> Rearrange my schedule, my life, everything. You know, but we're making it happen, man. And I'm uh, glad. I'm glad we are. Uh, you know, but usually when I have somebody on first time, I like to get a little background. So I'm going to sure. take you back, all right? Sure, I'm sure. Take you back. Let's Childhood. Go. What did you originally want to be when you grew up? Really? Yeah. A Greyhound bus driver or a rock guitar player, rock star. All right. Yeah. Well, the gray on bus because it was like a fantasy uh-huh. thing. It's like you're in a spaceship, you're driving a <laughs> yeah. starship, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they had that nifty little gray uniforms they had with the hat, the little matching greyhound uniforms. I don't know what they wear today, but back in the day, in the '60s and the <laughs> '70s, they had these little strange gray outfits. You know. Matter of fact, like looked, Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also a sort of like um the blokes that used to bring you your milk bottles yeah. in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp. Yeah. Look With sharp. a little shiny brim on the fucking hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a uniform for everything back in the day. Oh yeah. Yes, they uh, did. Things were like Even the ice cream guy had a uniform. <laughs> everything tried to be professional and classy yeah. back then. Right, what happened right, to right. right. little bow tie? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But things changed after I saw Elvis doing his comeback thing and he had the black leather outfit on and stuff. Because, see, I've had the image, this image of a guitar has been in my head long before I ever seen one as yeah. a child. And then, because they used to try to describe what the fuck I was seeing, <clears throat> folks thought I was a little touched. But anyways, <laughs> until I saw Elvis, that's what I'm talking about, you know. And... um. He had the black leather on, and and yes, Elvis could play guitar. Just like, yes, Richard Pryor was playing lead guitar in that Black Death skit that he did on his comedy special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that, and that was one of my questions I want to get into with you. But, like, Mm -hmm. so, like, what originally... I mean, so you just kind of shared the story. Elvis is what attracted you to music. Was there music no, in your house? No, he didn't attract me to it. He was a point of reference. Something that I could explain to others. So like that was, was as far as the, the guitar, as far yeah. as the guitar. Okay, you know, because I used to pick up the broom and try to do the thing or yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. I like that. I used to that. do the tennis racket, but you actually learned. Yeah, <laughs> I got as far as the tennis yeah. racket. Now what struck Very me about the Elvis thing was the image, the black shiny leather. Yeah, and okay. the guitar, and I, it was like, yes, that's how you should look if you're playing guitar. If you're the lead guitar player, guitar player, you uh, fucking worked for Johnny Cash, didn't it? Oh, yeah. The man yeah. in black. But, but you yep. know where he Elvis, just didn't wear leather. Where Elvis <coughs> got that look from was from Jim Morrison, you know, in the black leather pants. Jim Morrison was not when Elvis made his no, comeback. in 68. That, that His comeback was in 68. Elvis's. So we got our lifeline here, you know. Right, yeah. The case. yeah. I defer. You want to... You, well, we didn't introduce you yet. You want to introduce yourself really quick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Randy Roscoe, a.k.a. The Goth God, a.k.a. Vondrick. Randy Roscoe! Goth God! Goth God! Goth God! <laughs> okay. Well, you know, like Wayne's World. Wayne's yeah, 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 yeah. 
tough audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that image, yeah, that look. Okay, that's how. Okay, yeah, you know. So I think from there, and then watching those 1950s, especially uh, those biker movies and shit from the back of the head of others, yeah, 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 and they yeah. looked cool and shit, even though they were some evil, dirty son of a bitches. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. can we cross? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> screw the FAA. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> so I wanted to find. So Elvis kind of like led you. So that's what you want image. to do, the image-wise. Right. But, like, when did, like, the metal? The metal caught, the metal has always been in my head. The music has always okay. been in my head. The music, as a matter of fact, one song in particular, Streetwalker, was in my head uh, before I learned how to play guitar, you know, and a few others and stuff that I haven't been able to tap to. But Streetwalker, for sure. <clears throat> and... um because I used to walk down the streets. I used to get, like, some actors would do for inspiration and go do research, go in the yeah, areas yeah, yeah. where the roles they're trying to portray. I used to go on the hostels to see the nightlife, you know, the chicks. Yeah, and back yeah. then, chicks used to put on a show. They used to dress up. It used to look like Las Vegas. It used to look like the burlesque strip. And this is Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. Right. And pretty much everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. And then crack cocaine came and changed the game. (laughs) (laughs) Women started wearing sweatsuits. You didn't know what you were getting. It was like unwrapping it. Oh, please let her have at least some fucking, ain't got no hair on her legs. (laughs) You unwrap it, you know, she got all that shit on. She got little skinny legs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no penis. Yeah, Ooh, right. Bonus. That was a bonus. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing you check for. Because it's some pretty strange times that we live in, folks. Let me tell you and stuff. That's why I've retired. Fuck that. I'm not trying to guess. And I ain't trying to get in a relationship anyway. This is enough for me. <laughs> Bibles, beers, and guitars. Nice. And a little cushion. On the side. Okay. And then when did uh, I mean, so when did you pick up the first guitar? Pick, well, okay, but and then I'm gonna metal. go to that. That yeah, leads yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. To finish the last question, how I found out what heavy metal was was what I was hearing in my head. Okay. My friend Charlie Peterson, he's a retired um deputy sheriff sergeant out there in uh, San Diego. Okay. All right, Chuck. Simplify, brother. Shout out, Chuck. That's Marine. All right. And um, he played the fucking Black Sabbath Master Realities album for me. And when I heard uh, Children of the Grave, and I said, this is the shit I'm hearing in my head. This is because that guitar, that sound, that distorted sound, that, you know, because I heard fucking Sabbath. Before I heard Jimi Hendrix, you know, yeah, and um, and the only reason I don't play left-handed is because Jimi Hendrix plays left-handed. Oh, well, Jimi Hendrix plays left-handed because I was always about trying to be different to do different, you know, be unique. Be yeah, unique. right. Not uh-huh. walk with the crowd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he plays left-handed, so I went and learned the traditional way because I don't want nobody to think, oh, excuse me, of being a copy. Okay, started doing learning tricks because I learned it playing with the hand. Then I would immediately practice playing behind my head, 
playing with my teeth. Oh, but Jimmy Hendrix do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I invested too much in that one. And as you can see, <laughs> the sacrifice is real. Okay. <laughs> sacrifice for your art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't giving that up. I invested too much and it was still flashing. But um and um I love Jimmy Hendrix, love him to death. He's a Sagittarian, November Sag. Yeah. December Sag is a bit more aggressive. <laughs> but um yeah. <coughs> but anyways and stuff. Love him up, love his music and stuff. And but you know he was the he wasn't the only one that had ideas that what he's known and famous for. Yeah. I'm yeah. quite sure. It's like right now, there's some bloke sitting around somewhere. He could be in Liverpool, America or or Kentucky, England, and shit. You know? <laughs> I was desperate. I was grasping at straws. But anyways, <laughs> there's a guitar player down there who right now could blow Eddie Van Halen, Hendrix, whoever we think is the top shit. There's some motherfucker sitting back there in the cut who's not seeking fame and fortune. He's just, he's what I call one of those priest monk guitar players yeah 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 he's you know, up in his monastery yeah happy. yeah he's got his serenity there. yeah yeah, yeah. like shaolin temple yeah 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 because nice. if you look at it all of us guitar players we're sort of like ronin samurais wandering ninjas you know instead of with a sword we use our battle axes nice in our nice. fingers okay <laughs> and occasionally our teeth. But anyway. <laughs> so you got you picked up guitar, you're inspired, started learning guitar. Mm-hmm. When was uh like when did you was there bands like at, at, in your youth that you started with before Black Death or was Black Death the first actual band? Black Death was the first. Okay. Yeah. And you want to talk about how that came together and sure, uh, sure. But see, um when I first tried to learn how to play guitar. It was in 1973, I believe it was. I got one of those mail order guitars out the comic books. They had a chick there in their fucking one piece bathing suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. at the Back time then, was, was considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tonight's like, what the fuck is this, Grandma? And then the next page was the guy, the bodybuilder kicking sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the x ray eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the Vampirella posters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. I have that. Yeah. So, anyways, I ordered one of the guitars that came and three quarter size. I said, what the fuck they mean, three quarter size? The guitar was no bigger than that. This was the top of the head of the guitar. And this was the bottom was like that. It was like perfect for like a kid. Yeah. But I was in uh, junior high school. And I was trying to play, you know, because I taught myself how to play by reading a book. I mean, what the hell? We go to school, they told us how to learn, read, yeah. math, reading yeah. the books. So why not? Yeah, there was no YouTube tutorials no, no. and shit back then. Yeah, you and, had to learn the notes. Right, and fuck paying somebody. Yeah, Because yeah. a friend of mine, matter of fact, he started out with me playing bass during El Prater. It's always been a problem with me finding a fucking bass player and keeping a fucking <laughs> bass player. He switched over to guitar because he said, well, you getting all the attention. 
the fuck? I'm his front man. But anyways, he went to take guitar lessons up there at Cleveland Heights with that bloke um, from the joint the uh, California band, um, James Gang dude. Um, oh, okay. Glenn Schwartz? No, the guitar player. <laughs> Rocky oh, Mountain Joe Walsh. Yeah, Joe Walsh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, he's yeah, taking yeah. guitar lessons from okay. me because he used to teach. Oh, up okay. Here at, um, uh, not Dick, what was that? Dick Lurie's Guitar Studio. It was in Cleveland Heights, right? Okay, all right. right that. that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. No. And I'm watching, and I'm saying, dude, you paying this guy money for something you could do yourself. Yeah, you yeah. paying them because you ain't disciplined enough to take the book, yeah. read it yourself, yeah, and then practice it. That on. makes you a better player because you got to learn the notes and read the notes anyway. You know, somebody could show you how to whatever, but if you don't get that ingrained in your head, yeah, well, you got to learn the basics to, and to, stuff, especially when you start writing your own. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, there's different ways of writing, even with people like myself. I have a basic. Somewhat rudimentary understanding of music, in so far as reading music. Okay. You know, you can put it in front of me, and I can see what it is, see what the notes are on each fret. I mean, staff or what have you, or space. <clears throat> and um, I'm not quite that good yet to like so many sharps and flats. Means this is what this chord. Okay. Or what this key is. Yeah. Okay. But you guys, so you guys started, you got together, you started forming Black Death. Well, I formed Black Death. Um, I got kicked out of high school. Okay. In 1977, they from John Hay High School. They wanted to send me across town to Kennedy, anywhere but John Hay. Because they said I was um, too much of an undue influence on the other students. All right. Okay. At the time, I didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. But what it was, the only thing I could see it could have been, was the charisma factor. Yeah. Where people feel drawn to be around certain yeah, yeah. People, I mean, they're distracting from the education. We got to do the indoctrination, and you're distracting us because you're a free spirit and thinking for yourself. Well, yeah, I don't know. People like because I had my own martial arts. It was a martial arts club at first, then it turned into a martial arts gang. Okay. <clears throat> and um, and it used to attract different types of elements in the school. The bad elements, the good elements, and those that floated somewhere in between. So like Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, they, and I understand, the bad guys, I wanted nothing really to do with. Yeah. But when somebody come around, you're like, hey, gee whiz, golly, man, you're great. You know, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I used to carry my guitar around with me in school, too. Back no, okay. This is between 74, because um, when I got ready to graduate, 1974, out of um, junior high school, ninth grade, then it was time, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Three more years, 
then I'll be out of school. Then what? Holy fuck. So a year later, the summer of 1974, that's when I went and picked the guitar back up and went to apply myself to it seriously. Because I put it down because the pain, you know, you got to build up the callus. Yeah. And my fingers were like, I was like Kwai Chai Kang when he first tried to stick his hands in the bricks and he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, 74. Now we move on along, along 1977. April it was back then. And because um, it was sort of like now the snow was receding and then we had a few flush good 50, 60 degree days. And then um, I get kicked out, me and my five inch heel platform shoes. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> they tell me this undo influence, like, you know, I'm some mastermind yeah. running, you yeah, know. Yeah, Dr. Evil. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Because I, I would try to go <clears throat> off and just hang off to myself and slowly but surely somebody, hey, what's up? Then somebody else see you then, or they'll go tell oh, he's around around over there, and then they see, you know, yeah. big crowd. Because we always hung out second floor with John Hay by the library. All right, so they kicked me out. Now, prior to them kicking me out, my friend Squeaky, <clears throat> who you could really say he's more responsible for Black Death happening than me because he's the one that introduced me to Philip Bullard and Greg Hicks. Okay. And, um, and Claiborne Pinkins and other guys. Okay. And uh, another mutual friend of ours, brother, named Herbie Stewart. Okay, Hervey with a V. I said it, Hervey, Herb. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to hear shit on my fucking Facebook. All right. <clears throat> so he played bass and stuff. So I finally, every time I tried to get down there before I got kicked out of school, it was always, it gets changed. Just like, you know, we're still trying to get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Shit hops up. You know, like last week, we were supposed to do this. We were supposed to have been doing this last week. Sorry, it took us so long, but I was injured. I was dealing with an injury with my knee. The swelling has gone down some. Yeah. There's still a little lingering twinges to let you know, careful how you move, motherfucker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Still here. Okay. I, I feel you on that. Now, so, I mean, you talk about still waiting to get in the rock and roll hall of fame. But from what I understand too, like, I mean, you guys are history making because aren't you like one of the original whole <coughs> African-American metal band? Yeah. So that, and we were the first, itself, wait, but just not just that we were the first heavy metal band in Cleveland and in Ohio period, there were no heavy metal bands in 1977 in Cleveland. Oh yeah. Or Ohio. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that. Well, actually I did. Cause that's what I was trying to sell feeling them on and shit, you know, cause I needed yeah, that, a band. That's what I was going to ask too, because that way you got, you know, Black Sabbath, Master Reality got you and stuff like that. But then mm -hmm. uh, when you started getting with these other guys, Squeaky. like what Squeaky and them were, what was their musical taste? And did you have to sell them on Squeaky, Black Sabbath and everything? Squeaky turned me on to Judas Priest. Okay. Cause it's a song that they wrote, Dreamer Deceiver. This songs, the, same chord, similar pattern of a song I wrote called 
have you seen her? Okay. And he's sung in that high-pitched vocal style. Now, me at the time, I was still trying to find my voice. Mm-hmm. And when I would try to sing, it would come out high pitch, And I wasn't trying to sing that way. Yeah. I was trying to sing lower and stuff, you know. Because back then, there was no way in hell I could do Bon Scott like I can do now. <laughs> As you lie there naked, like a body in a tube, suspended out of acid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Or you don't. You got your balls to the wall. <laughs> Why you got your balls to the wall? The motherfucker should be in your pants. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but anyways, going back to that. So yes, we were. We came out on '77. There was another band in L.A. called Stone Vengeance. My bro Michael Coffey in the game. They came out like a few months later in the same year. Okay. And then my brothers and on uh, Sound Barrier. I think they came out around 83-ish, 82, but they were the first, um, they were the first all-Hebrew band to fucking, um, to get a major record label deal. Okay. See, that's what keeps Black Death out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or a record deal. Because but- we weren't on a major label. And there's yeah. a lot of fucking- So as far as everybody else concerned, you didn't. You know, right. Unless you're, but thanks to yeah. my bro Randy right here. <coughs> That's right, Randy. Gov God! Gov God! Gov God! Okay. <laughs> thanks to him, he hooked me up with um, a friend of ours and stuff who worked at the Hawker Roll Hall of Fame Museum. And he said he could do this. He can put our albums. It's in the archives. In the archives. Yeah, He's in yeah. charge of the archives. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and I mean, I would think too, like, I know there's some, like, like we were talking about Ed Willie earlier. They yeah. got his uh, Uncle yeah. Scratch stuff. But that's in, like, a local Yeah, that, thing. That, that, that's a temporary. And I think there's really, like Mushroom Heads got yeah, stuff yeah, in there. So I think Black Death should yeah, they have should. some they like, really sort should. of like local yeah. honor. Oh, not even in the local exhibit they got it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They got the dead boys and everybody yeah, else in there. Yeah. They think they would have had us in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll have to do yeah. something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe this will be the beginning of our movement right here. We'll get That's rally right. the troops behind us for that. And the flat earth falls right behind that. <laughs> I'll explain later. But uh, so, you know, you got you get Black Death together. You sell, you sell these guys on like, hey, this is the type of music. And they were, they were down with it. Right, but okay, because let me send this. When I first met them, they were playing. They didn't play heavy metal. Um, the hardest, heaviest rock they played was um, that John Lennon song, "Holy Rollers." He got snot oh, yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out. Is got to be yeah, come yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, song, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck it is, come together. Yeah, come oh, together. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like, and they were playing soul song. You know, I mean, yeah, they weren't they weren't playing metal. Okay, you know, and yeah, I them. introduced them to it. Okay, slowly but surely, because see, these guys they were like fuck 10, 15 years old. They were fucking older than me. Okay, they were established with jobs, good jobs, fucking making twenty, thirty bucks an hour. Field was. RTA back in the day, yeah. and uh, and Greg worked at Warner Swayze, and um, 
Daryl Harris, the bassist for the classic lineup, he worked at some other, um, he worked at some company that did business with the company, the finishing company I used to work at okay. back in 80. But anyways, I said to Grass, <clears throat> Squeaky turned me on to Judas Priest. I turned him on to Scorpions with Yuli Roth. Okay. Squeaky turned me on to Hendrix. Squeaky turned me on and Squeaky was basically what this bloke and my brother is and shit, where they have the musical library and the archives, yeah. and they, because I don't have time, and, and I'm really not looking, because I was like, what well, only music I'm interested in here, after a certain point, when you start making your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you get out of the fanboy stage of playing your favorite band songs on, what you call it. Yeah. You know, so um, I had to, like, play my hand in a way where my father taught me about Machiavelli, the prince. He told me to read that. He had the book. He said, read this. Okay. And see, so the way to get the power behind the throne, so to speak, or how to influence events, not manipulate, influence. Okay. I don't manipulate nobody. I influence them. <laughs> okay. Influence events to go in a certain direction. Okay. And at the same time, letting the people think it was their decision. Ultimately, it is, but yeah. like it was their idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I give a fuck less as long as it's whatever it takes to make it more palatable to get it done. Yeah. Because once we get in the midst of it, getting to doing it, the music going to take care of everything else. You caught Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> so you get them in, you, you catch them. You, yeah. You, 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 the band starts going. Who came up with the name? I did. Okay. What and, was um, the inspiration? 1977. Because I had I left in August 1977. Uh, I left the evening before Elvis died the next morning. Matter of fact, he might have been on the toilet or on his way heading there when we hit uh, Nashville. Okay. Okay. And uh, that morning, because it was early in the morning when we, because I think I left Cleveland like 11 or 12 or something. So. Okay. <clears throat> then I get to Birmingham and then all this, Elvis, you know, the newspaper, and then it's all on, and he's dead. What the fuck? Mm. Okay. So I was like, is, could this be an omen, a sign? Yeah, and then yeah. I started thinking about the fucking Scorpion song. The only king of rock is gone, gone to heaven, yeah. gone all the way to the sun. And now the king of rock is arrived, a new desire, you know. Yeah. Right. Am I to take this place? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to go to the store and buy a beer without anybody bugging me and shit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine TMZ following me back oh, in geez. the cocaine days? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, any and stuff. I went on. I left them because they had, they were weekend warriors. They were a bunch of guys that had some had instruments in the play. Phil was a jazz drummer at the at the group. He was the professional musician. Okay. He was the only professional musician in the band, aside from myself, when I first met them. 
Okay. So I leave. I go down south. Uh, it's September. I'm sitting on my grand, my great grandmother's couch, my father's grandmother. <clears throat> and the Richard Pryor show comes on, and I see the Black Death thing. Because I've been trying to think of a name. We were, because it had to, the name Black had to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Not because it colored the skin. My skin ain't black; it's brown. But because of Black Sabbath, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, such yeah. a powerful name. When you say the name Black Sabbath, yeah. you know it's like everybody looks around. Anybody holding their champagne glasses? Got to have your pinky finger stuck out at the proper angle. <coughs> they turn around and look at you, especially chicks with their hair all up in the bun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And for him, we was calling ourselves Black Diamond. But, you know, well, I was still a Kiss thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still holding hope out for them, for Kiss to be heavy metal. But, you know, they never played Strange Ways live in their whole career after recording that motherfucker. Mm. Fuck Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that was the heaviest song that, you know, it was like they just had like a fucking burlap sack Fall of nuts and bolts, dude, and just dragging it across the guitars and shit to get that. Yeah, yeah. Stuart and sound. I mean, if his Sabbath was to go commercial, and everybody cop up, in most of strange ways. <laughs> but then, so, you know, you came up with the name Black Dot <coughs> and I came uh, back. Richard Pryor. Right. Okay. So that came. Okay. I I thought I for some reason I thought that he was influenced to do that skit by, off by you guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that would have been. I wish, but I did. Death was the last thing I was thinking, and I was running kind of through all kind of black lily, black this or that, but it nothing yeah, matched up to Black Sabbath. Yeah. 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 Now you can say Black Sabbath. And you can come back and answer them, Blah, death. you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they match each other. You know, it's like, okay, Mike, <laughs> carry on. You too. Okay, go on. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Black Widow. <laughs> you know what you do? You step on a spider, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try it again, Mike. Get another name. So, but anyways. So... I'm again still you, and then I came back. Oh, by the way, I believe I was the first heavy metal hair band, hair metal band guitar player. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, because I had my weave back in '78 and uh, '77. I got gonna come back in '78, my hair all big and shit. Now, my friends, because they wasn't into the music and rock scene and shit, they thought it was. Oh, he went down south. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Squeaky, he knew and shit, because that was the look. He had the long hair and shit. You know? And uh, and I was trying to get that Paul Stanley fro, you know? But then, so the band, you get the band together, and you, and you settle on the name. Then when did you start, like, when did things start, like, really making making that name so everybody, you know, the name got out there for everybody? Uh Good question. And like, what was you know? And, and There's I don't want to write the answers for that. Probably playing live, wouldn't it be live shows? Partly that, and then the radio station, because um, the first 
the first song, friend of ours we had managing us, Bob Surgeon. He was a DJ, WCSB. What's up, Bob Surgeon? Bob's world, Bob's world. No, fuck it. Gump God, gump God. <laughs> but anyways, this shit. <clears throat> Try suing me over that, Michael Myers. But anyways, <laughs> um, he, they, they, him, Bill Peters, Joe Mack, um, uh, what's my girl and stuff. We used to play a lot of punk and uh, thrashing so, hardcore. So you got on the college radio yeah. stations, and that helped get you out. But back then, what was it like? You know, getting into to clubs to play live and stuff. Uh, first club we played, I say, the first year and a half we were playing out it was like our first show at Charlie's Tavern on St. Clair, somewhere down there by 40th or something. And uh, one of Greg's friends got us to gig. A friend of his father just passed away and gave him the bar at Charlie's Tavern. So he was trying to run it. And he was going to try to like have live acts there. So we played there. And that was, I got to say, even to this day, even though we done played in front of like real large audiences and shit, no walking style shit, but you know, filling up the beach land or the fucking agora or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Playing that size crowds. <clears throat> Nothing tops that first show we did because the first show we did after every song, this is the first you got to understand. Those people, if you were there at Charlie's Tavern back in 1978, I believe it was, you were privy and privileged to see Black Death's first, when we first hit the scene, when we first laid down the foundation for Cleveland Metal, because after every song, and we played like about maybe nine or 12 songs, right. some of them was like 11, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We played. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After each song, I shit you not, it was like the audience was in shock. Like they didn't know what the fuck they had just saw. Yeah. It was like <laughs> not practically a 60 second delay before all of a sudden everybody breaks out in sheer pandemonium and excess. <laughs> How did this shit get on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, get, they get their breath back. You knock the wind out of them. Yeah. Like, they finally get their, they're like, woo. And then we do the next song, and it's the same thing, same thing. And it was like that. <clears throat> it was like that um, for like about a year and a half, I'd say. Uh, Snake Rock was responsible okay. for getting us out yeah, there. Name, yeah. Right on, Snake! <laughs> God, 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 God! Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway. That has a ring to it. Yeah. yeah. It's in your minds. Okay, but anyway, seriously. Snake Rock, he got us <clears throat> uh, a couple gears to play with him. We played him in some place called Charlie's Tavern or some shit. Not Charlie's Tavern, yeah, yeah. but the Forbidden Apple or some shit downtown. Okay. It was like a three-tier club. Uh, downstairs, 
bar restaurant okay. and little stage. Second floor was disco because they had those, you know, those glass blocks and they yeah. had the lights underneath and you can dance on the top and shit. Nice. Word to the warning. If you're ever on stage playing and they have glass blocks, colored glass blocks on the stage, if you use a fault machine, be very careful. Nobody told me, and I <laughs> slipped like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But everybody but, thought yeah. it was part of that because I caught my balance. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I was Spider Man before Spider Man. Matter of fact, they probably got that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get you breaking into the scene and stuff. I mean, was it? It was basically like you know, friends or somebody that knew you giving you opportunities at the beginning. But when like uh, you started getting into the regular concert venues in the Cleveland area, like, I mean, the fantasy was around back then right? yeah, or, yeah. Uh, and all that stuff. So when, when did it get to the point where you guys, well, Bill did- Peters, Bill Peters and Bob Surgeon, they were like kind of responsible for getting us those gigs and stuff like that. Okay. And then people would ask for us and stuff. Okay. Because <clears throat> we used to fill the Agora up, the old Agora and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when they opened a new Agora, they had us, um, my bro from Breaker, Jim Haymar's band. He had um, left Breaker and, and was debuting his band, you know, with the keyboard and guitar, you know, rainbow style type of thing. Okay, deal. all right. Yeah, but we had a lot of that when they opened the new Agora right there on 55th and shit. With us and a few some other Cleveland metal bands. And like, what was the scene like back then? How would you describe? The scene was it? a lot better than it is now. I can tell you. Would you say there was more like unity and everybody, all the metal bands, kind of coming together, or was there still that rivalries and the cliques? Oh, it was. It was. You, you still had your rivalries and your and uh and your cliques, but the rivalry thing, I think, it was more. From the fans than the actual bands themselves. Yeah, you know, always be the case. Yeah, you know, like my preference of what I like is better than your preference of what you like. You know that type of thing. As far as the bands themselves go, uh, Destructor, Destructor, Matt Flammable, fucking Dave, Just, and uh, Pat Rabbit. In the game, you know, the first and only Cleveland metal band aside from Cerebus, but they were the first to reach out to us to like fellowship. Yeah. Okay. Instead of breaking bread, crack a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And hang out. You know. Hey, man. Some of the other bands, they were a bit. I don't know, because we had a kind of like an intimidating presence, too, okay. back then, because them blokes, they was all six feet and stuff. You know, I was the shortest one in the band and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we come to do a show. It was like I was the manager leading some oh, wrestlers to yeah, the yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, which would be a good gimmick for a WWD or a wrestling Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, for... Yeah. Big monstrous black guys, muscle bound motherfuckers, like dressed like the Rogue Warriors and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. call them Black Death. Yeah, pure genius. 
but uh, and then I get musical rights. They they start bringing you. So these guys are like, hey, come play with us. We want some fellowship. I mean, was no, there... just hanging out at the clubs. Okay, was not the... at the clubs, but at their practice spot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they're the only band that had done that aside from Cerebus. Okay, that was Sandy Kruger's band. That's how you build the the relationships and the networking to mm-hmm. go on forward. Now, you know. I'll have to, I have to ask how the times were back then, you know, but I mean, do you think like race played a role in a lot of things with, you know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm quite sure. Of course it did, but I can honestly say that, um, it's never, we were never treated that way. I'll put it this way. We were playing at the Deputy Dog Saloon, okay. West 25th, next to that car joint, right? Okay. And um, and the thing about that, we weren't supposed to have been playing there, but the club announced that we were going to be playing there anyway because we drew large crowds and shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, oh, well, Black Death Day canceled on us. But in the meantime... They didn't even had it. They didn't even hire the fucking because we were thought we were gonna be in a studio. But yeah. then when we saw that they had went and printed it in the scene anyway that we were gonna be there, you should have saw the look on the deputy dog saloons um managers and people when we showed up. Yeah, he was trying to pull a fast one yeah. and capitalize on your notoriety. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, having to pay you for it. So we stand outside in front of the club, right? Okay. <coughs> Me and Greg and uh, little Greg Hicks. He was the bass player at service, but he was in Black Neptune. <clears throat> um, and this fella comes out. And this chick walks past and shit. You know, dark-skinned chick, Hebrew chick. And um, slim. And at the time... I didn't know that's what a strawberry looked like. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yes, I was an innocent virgin then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he says, well, I should you not. Know, he says, look at that nigger. Yeah. He said, look at that nigger. The, the guy that owned the club. No, no, uh, this is um some bloke that came to see us play. Wow. He came to see his play. He came to see you play, knowing who the band. But, but in his eyes, because Greg said, "What the fuck, man? She black like us." He said, "I shit you not." And if you're watching this podcast, motherfucker, who said that? Please, in the description box below, please say something. He said. You guys ain't black. You like us. Because you're metalheads? Right. That's what made it. Wow. <laughs> well, I, one, thing I, one thing I've noticed, though, too, though, you know, is like the metal community. And I mean, uh, you know, right. aren't it? People don't say ignorant stuff like that as much that I see anymore in the mm-hmm. metal community. Mm-hmm. You know, the metal community's always been always welcoming of all. I know, I know. You know, and it's just like we're here for the music. We're all fans. Yeah. We're all 
But you got to look at the time and the era back then. We we were recording the album. And who knows how things are today because it seems like that gets amped up so much. Oh, man, it's because the powers be. They're trying to divide and conquer. And how do you divide? Put people together against each other. Yeah, when why, they they're, fucking... why they're robbing us blind. You know? yeah, yeah, you know. That's another episode we're going to have you back. Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> when I started going over my friends' houses, some of Van Mays' houses, you know, what well, I've been led to believe, you know, oh, all white people live rich and opulent, opulently. <laughs> shit, these motherfuckers had clothes and everything and shit. You know, pretty much like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, the bunker. I'm sorry, my maid couldn't make it. You no, know, this is cool. Yeah. This is like a museum. You can look at every piece, even the way those pencils are set in the fucking thing. You can come down here and matter of fact, Squeaky told me that he said, "You know what, see, when you ain't there, I bet your people go up in your bedroom and they just look around at everything because this shit looks just like a museum." You know, it's like you stepping in somebody's, <clears throat> like when I had to go do a repair in my friend's apartment <clears throat> building in one of the tenants' apartment, and you see how their personal things, how they live, how they set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you come there after they leave and shit, and motherfuckers will trash the place. You know, sure, you give me a job to do, but goddamn, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Some jobs I could have did without. Cleaning up your shit and getting up. So you know, back to Black <coughs> Death as mm-hmm. as you know, what? Well, first of all, what ended up ha- happening that night when you guys actually showed up? Did you get to play or no? It was just like, but you did. You know, did he with the guy like, all right, here's some money. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Advertise. Yeah. You. Matter of fact, did we play? I think we might have did still play. Like even just set up out in the front, you know? And, no, we still know, plucked up on stage. Uncle Scratch style. We didn't have no fucking. We had a shitty ass microphone that because Cerebus he was letting that was fucked up and they should have took that as an insult that they weren't the club didn't consider them good enough to hire a proper sound engineer like they would have done for us or a breaker or one of Juan Ricardo's band Uh, what was the band he was in right there at that time because we did a show with them before fuck he's got so many bands It'll come to me later right. on. Yeah. <clears throat> now back to the ranch at the other show though. Yeah. The first show. The Charlie. Which is right, which yeah. is better than all any show we ever done. Right. And even with the new lineups I've had. <clears throat> even playing out of town. Cause how many motherfucking people can say that they first show they had a all out barroom brawl saloon fight? going on while they were playing. Nice. So like the Pied Piper, you got them all amped up. And it, what it, and it all jumped off because some little skinny dusty little bloke and shit was down there in the bathroom calling us the N-word and all this other shit. And, and there was some other blokes down there heard him saying that shit and uh and checked his ass. Yeah. And then the guy was him, and then they got into a thing, and the shit carried up up, up the, the stairs, steps yeah. and into the, hey, what you doing jumping on my guy? And then there's just, yeah, yeah, and a yeah, whole yeah. melee like broke out. Country, like like the old Mel, the ending of Mel Brooks' uh, Blazing Saddles when they're fighting in all the. Yeah. <laughs> or even better, the Wild Wild West yeah, yeah, with yeah. Jim Gordon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I wasn't trying to dive on shit. We yeah. were playing. Now, these two fellas were fighting. 
Just like out of one of them scenes, like the Mel Brooks, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and it looked like that cowboy fighting. Yeah, yeah. They bumped up into my aunt, and my aunt was about to fall over. They both stopped fighting, and both on either side stopped yeah. their aunt and, and set it back up straight. Sorry, man. And then, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I went to the fucking uh, bar because they kept giving us, feeding us pictures of beer and shit. And, um, and I was trying to chug. It seemed like a great idea at the time, and I thought I could do it and stuff. Maybe if I, I think I hadn't <coughs> properly prepared myself before, you know, I hadn't inhaled or exhaled out enough. But bottom story, long story short, I guzzled and guzzled until it started. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> you know, like I see motherfuckers doing you know, yeah, yeah. and then I took the fucking picture, and I just meant to slam it down. In the smithereens yeah, and shit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, that was like rock stars. Yeah, yeah and motherfuckers, go. they saw that and then they stopped fighting and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, everybody kind of settled down and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that was amazing. That was fucking <laughs> Oh, and, and the thing, and that, we got our first payment for that show was uh, 99 Black Beauties. And what's that? Two grams of coke. Okay. Cocaine. All right. <clears throat> I think it was the first time I tried cocaine, I believe. It was in the back in the dressing room. Fat lines and shit. <laughs> so that's probably another thing. Maybe I should Especially watching everybody else fight and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we didn't know what to expect. We did not know how we would be taken. Because prior to that, we've done a couple of picnics. We played uh, some clubs on the east side that you don't. There usually does that doesn't. I won't say usually, but doesn't cater to the type to metal. Yeah, yeah, right. But <clears throat> that influence and that charisma. Yeah, yeah. Say, bud. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And it was a gong show thing too. So, anyways, and shit. I never lost a gong show except for one, and that was because um. The owner, the native son, he rigged it because this chick he was trying to lose bones. He was trying to jump. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know how we guys do to try to, hey, baby, here, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. do this right here. When a ring, I can give you no goddamn ring. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to move it with you. <clears throat> okay, so anyways, and shit, that was that was that was great. I think we did get some money. We might have got sixty five or seventy five bucks cash. Or whatever, and I think they charged me twenty five goddamn dollars or thirty five dollars for that beer picture, though. All right, <laughs> but you know, as time went on with 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 Black Death, you guys started getting you know bigger, and you said you have you know when uh, you did play shows out of Cleveland area too. Well, I never played out of Cleveland with those guys. Oh no, no, never, never, always Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. I wish we could have. And but we didn't. Nobody knew anything about this. I didn't. Yeah. The only thing we knew was to play and make the music. Now, as far as and, and, and trying to get a manager, we were letting Bob Sergeant and Bill Peters were like our de facto managers, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. were like real fans of the band. Yeah, yeah. You know, see, that was the thing. It was Black Death allows a lot of it recognition yeah you know 
And what I mean by recognition, having physical items, albums, albums, CDs, that type of thing, because of our fans. Because it was our fans who said, well, wait a minute. Like Bill Peters, he had brought, he worked at WIA, Warner Electro Atlantic Records, and he brought two representatives down, right? One from Atlantic, one from a chick from Electra. Because that band, um, they just first come to America, did the first show at the old Cleveland Agora, and we opened up for them. Anvil. Oh, okay. That's when they had two guitar players. All right. Now, that night, I don't know if you could attribute that so much to racism or just a band envy or jealousy. Because it was such a me thing. Oh, a special night where I should have just treated it like another show. Yeah. One thing I did that I normally never did <clears throat> was leave my guitar unattended. But I didn't have a backup guitar to put stand in front of my amp. Because we were like, this was the first time we played the main stage. We played the main stage again after, but this was the first time. Okay. You know. And somebody had went and I meticulously before every show, I would um we would tune up in the dressing room and I would help the other fellas tune up their instruments and don't leave it like that. So when we get on stage, everybody's in tune. But me trying to play Don Kirshner's rock star, my amp is over here, but you couldn't see it. And it'd take too much for me and Randy to try to hold the amp up. And he couldn't hold it and sit. He's got to host the show. Couldn't have him hold the motherfucker up, the speaker. And then just for me to hold this in front. So just imagine this is leaning in front of a stack of a Marshalls. We got the green screen behind us. Do we have to break that out? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I was talking to them. Uh, okay. <laughs> we ain't doing shit. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we go to hit the first chord because back then the opening song was Black Death. Okay. You know, everybody wanted to be not in a living death, which eventually later on, decades down the line, it did. But it was black death because it comes in with that. Bah, 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 bah. You know, it's kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. heavy metal. I mean, Black Sabbath could have did that song. Yeah, it could have yeah. been on that first Black Sabbath album. It, <clears throat> okay. It didn't have the special effects like I wanted at the beginning, yeah. like, like the wind blowing. Like they had it like on that Black Sabbath album and shit. But somebody yeah. messed with... Yeah, they yeah. fucking untuned my fucking uh, right. machine heads. So we go to hit, I go to hit the first chord of black, it's all out of tune. I'm like, oh my God. You know, so we went all we through the song where I might have stopped it. You know, because it was, they tuned, it's like they just turned up real hot. So I had to tune back down real quick, blah, blah. Long story short, they probably looked unprofessional. And they'll probably turn the lady from Electra and other bloke from Atlantic Records off. So Bill Peters took it upon himself to create his own record label, Auburn Records. So not just Black Death, but bands like Breaker Shop Paris and on and on could, you know, get their music out there. You know, well, if the big labels won't touch you, well, fuck it, damn it. We'll start our own. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. and we were the flagship band. We were like what Kiss was the Casablanca. Nice. And then the dumb shit happened. Yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about get a little bit into the the dumb shit before the break. Mm. Well. I'll be honest with you about it. Also, like this. Bottom line, what it was, I was uh, beginning to assert more authority because someone needed to do it. And then um, everyone, I mean, a lot of people thought I was just Black Death because we would get invited to do things like this right now, mm-hmm. interviews or whatever, radio stations or whatever, a function, and I'm the only one that shows up. And in the beginning, in the beginning, they went to a couple of them. But, you know, they said, oh, sorry, bro, you go. You do most of the talking anyway, you go. Yeah, yeah. They, one was trying to get a little, you know, booty calls and some wanted to go out to the clubs and party. Whatever they wanted to do, they didn't Okay, so I wouldn't took it upon myself. And you know me, <laughs> stick a mic in front of me and it's on. Okay. <laughs> Easiest way to lose yourself. Hi, I'm Sink Spacek. Welcome to hell. <laughs> WBDK, the Black Death Radio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Fucking do that. Well, you can start your own radio station. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, mm-hmm. the internet one. There you go. Yeah. Our buddy Dom can help you make that happen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Not from Shark Paris. No, Dominic, who's been... Oh, Dominic. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. you call him Don. I thought you said yeah. Don. No. I thought you said Don. Yeah. So, fuck him, I'm dirty. <laughs> so, um... The album was coming out. Matter of fact, it came out, it was released... Coral Seas first okay. in Europe. Halloween, 1984. That's why all of our records we try to release around Halloween, right? Right. And, uh, and I forgot to bring a couple of that, the three album disc that came out. And then quarantine, everything shut down, nothing happening. So it didn't fucking make it to go to fucking to the West Coast. And my manager, Dennis Dredd, which we'll get to him later on in yeah, the combo. Yeah. He had put that out as something temporary until the album that we're working on now, breaking the chains of hell until I get that finished and ready to come out and shit. Okay. So it's like giving the fans something. And that album has got everything. It's got all the other black deaf demos that didn't make it to any other recordings. Um, we even have the demo, the original demo for the original second Black Death album that never got released. Ooh. You know, and it had some bits more, some thrash elements in it. And, I, you know, <clears throat> well, I don't want to get too far ahead, but, mm-hmm. you know, what prevented a lot of that stuff from getting released and getting out now that uh you know i mean bill was willing to help you guys out is this you still got the demos but were they 
Well, right when the album came out, that's when um, January 1st, New Year's Day, I had summoned, yes, summoned a group meeting for that day. So before we go any further, everybody understand just what was what, what everybody's positions were and what financial cuts of benefits would be. Okay. Okay. And um, I mean, because while I explained to them, I said, listen, if I wasn't a singer, we had a vocalist, and we'd be splitting this shit five ways, right? Yeah. And I'm writing all the songs. So I say, well, fuck. The three of you take two thirds and split it, and I'll take a third. You're writing, you're singing, and you're hitting all the promotions. Yeah, and writing yeah. all the music and yeah. arrangement, and I'm the front man. Yeah, you're, you know, but, you're doing the work. Yeah. You get the name out there, and they're just showing up and playing. Yeah. Right. You call it black, you slap a label on something, call it black death, but if I'm not there, it ain't happening. Right. Like the other guitar player, Greg Hicks and stuff, which was one of the concerns I had with the old classical label lineup was his playing. He was more, he was bluesier playing. He didn't take his guitar playing as serious as I did or like a shredder would. Yeah. And um, and his, I felt his playing limited to what we could do because some of the songs I had in line up next for us to do I knew he couldn't play because some of the same ones, the ones that we did do, and he wanted some we recorded, he couldn't play the guitar yeah, parts, yeah, like, you yeah. know, right where I had to play it. Okay. Okay. And then you just come and play live. But for the record, most part, just like if you ever heard the first song on the Black <coughs> Death record, Night of the Living Death. Okay. At the end, the last guitar solos, All right. yeah. you hear him play. And then you hear that blank space, and then you hear me, ah! And then it goes back to the chorus. Well, that was supposed to be my guitar part of that. Okay. It wasn't in there because I didn't have my ass in there for the final mix down. And that first guitar you heard was him. Okay. And live he could play, but from record, the tape don't lie. It exposes a lot of things that you can get away with live because it's the spur of the moment. Oops, hit the wrong note. Good thing I got distortion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and listen, he's a great guy, beautiful person, all that and shit. But I was about the music. Yeah. And, um, and as I was learning this, because I would give him my same books that I was reading. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Get, you know, catch up, get on. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then we, and so we could learn together at the same time. Yeah, you know, and he wasn't doing nothing with it. You don't tell me because I'm gonna listen to you. So what ended up happening that that you know then, you know the band stopped when I had. Well, I, I put my you friend. Able to, I put another bass player. I replaced the bass player, right. Dale Harris, with um, my friend. Richard Smith, 
who I felt should have been in Black Death from the Beginning, because he was um, he was a year or something behind me in high school. You know, we were high schoolers. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these grown adult guys, right? And uh, but see, Rick, he was. We all went to school with them blokes and them chicks. They looked so young, even in high school. They looked at like they should have been in elementary school or some shit okay. like that. Yeah. You know, they look like, oh, sorry, John, I can't do it. You look too much like a kid to me. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that type, right? <coughs> <clears throat> and um, they didn't like you replacing the bass player. That was no, they didn't. That was like because they, they were already kind of their own. Well, he didn't anyway. show up, him, right? And since he didn't show up, then I said, okay, well. He didn't show up, and he said something about my attitude or whatever or some shit. And I said, well, you know, well, fuck that. You know, he's out. Rick is going to be playing bass. Okay. You know, because before I was just bringing Rick there to say, like, to use, like, his leverage. He's back, and they turned him down because he looked so young. And we was playing in clubs. Now, I was getting away with it. They said, well, you get away with it. Because you don't look your age. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I pretty much look the same now that I did then and shit. Except for this right here. Yeah. But right. other than that, I look the same and shit. And the gray hair. But, but then that was like, that That was it. They were like, well, then if you, he's out, we're out or something? Is no, uh, we continued with, uh, with Rick. Okay. And then, because uh, he worked at the bank. He just came back home from the military because he was serving in uh, South Korea. Okay. He said, I'm either joining Black Death or I'm joining the Army. Right. So he joined the Army. And then he came back and he still won. And see, and that's what was fucked up. Because practically all them songs on the fucking record, I worked out all of the arrangements and everything with him. Mm. With him before I brought it to the band. Okay. Because we didn't have no bass player, and the bass player was dead, Claiborne Pinkins. He got shot right um, when this happened to him. Right after I came back home. Then about 78, 1978. Okay. So now he gets shot, you know, but he was into some other things, you know, because he was the one, the guy with the party favors bringing him to the... Okay. Right. Because see, understand, these guys, they've been to Vietnam. They were older heads than me, you know, <clears throat> and they were already doing their thing. It was like, again, like I said, weekend warriors. They were partying. Yeah. Music yeah. was just an excuse to get together. Yeah, yeah, to get out and party more. Yeah. Right. right. Phil wanted to do a series. Yeah. All right. You know, Phil... I never wanted him to leave. He left on his own. Right. But then, <clears throat> you know, going back to the stuff that you had demoed and should have got released, uh, what kept it from ever getting released? What's What held it up? Or what's still holding it up? When the album just came out, the Black Death album just came out. Okay. Before, right. We were recording them demos before then. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, the right. second Black Death record that was never released the yeah, demo yeah, of that the second one yeah that was with a different lineup after them that was with Vinny 
Okay. The guitar player of Black Death Resurrected, who just passed away ago four years ago from the cancer and shit. Oh, yeah. 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 It'll be that, yeah. five years. He passed away in March, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he, I mean, his guitar playing was. Yeah. Exactly. What I needed. What he yeah. needed. Yeah. And then, and, and but even more better than him was Squeaky. But Squeaky suffered from stage fright. But when you do something like that, it's like if you want to be a professional football player, yeah. you got to really want to do it. You got to have that burning desire. Yeah, you yeah. got to, to go behind <coughs> this playing for yourself or playing for your friend. You got to face your fear, you know, and step in there. Like, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I suffer from like anxiety, bad anxiety and PTSD and stuff. And I mm-hmm. do, this is me facing my fear. This is my therapy when I do these things. You do so, this? Yeah. Yeah. To help me, you know. I still couldn't get up on stage in front of live people, you know, I, that shit my pants yeah. or something, you know, but. Oh, I had no problem know. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Hi! God, 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 God! Okay. But I've always, you know, so I've always admired, you know, the musicians that have been able to do that. But anyway, so Black Death resurrected. Why didn't it, why couldn't you keep the name Black Death? Why can I keep the name Black Death? Yeah, why didn't, when you came I back? I do have the name Black Death. Okay. Well, but that's because why? Greg Hicks, he had a Black Death. I tried okay. to get him to hook up with me and uh, um, Titus. He's a Filipino drummer. Okay. And um, and a bloke who I wanted to play bass with me, Phil, and Greg back in the day from the beginning. But he was playing in one of them bar bands and cover bands, and they was making good money. Yeah. And and a lot of musicians, they look at it, yeah, yeah, money, how much, how much you make, how much you get paid. Yeah, they ain't like building something organically. Yeah, and you know, <coughs> like artists together, this is us. Because no matter who write the songs, it's everybody playing that song. And putting their contribution and their um two cents in. Yeah. You know, that makes it, gives it that particular version of the song is character. Yeah. You know, just like on the set, set, set charm. Okay, seven. You know, that's um one of the songs that's part of one of the songs that's coming on the next Black Death record. Okay. You know, and I told him that before. Yeah. Okay, we even used it. But uh Anyways, and shit, it's got other parts to go with the Black Death version. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. other movements and parts to go with it. But the part that we needed for his poetry, and he has some hell of fire poetry. You know, I've got some of the original shit at home, too. That's right, motherfucker. I got an archive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he got some of my guitars. <laughs> now, how did this, how did he get the name then? Uh, there he had another Black Death, or he had his own band called Black Death. Okay, and Sandy Kruger was there. the vocalist. Right. Okay, and um, so they trademarked it or something before they tried to, but they couldn't. Okay, were you who came first though? You guys are the other Black Death. Yeah. Okay. Ah, always it was Black Death, and then everybody that was playing with me, they was concerned. Well, can we use that name? If you don't want to, uh, you know, like they was, or like it was some holy relic. 
yeah, that yeah. they didn't want to blaspheme against. You know, what the fuck you talking about? Just like some of my lighter skinned brethren who want to play in the band and shit, they were well, supposed to be all black, man. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? You think the crowd gonna let you suck because you ain't black? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, that's yeah. what, but they treated it with, on the one hand, it was kind of flattering in a sense. It tickled the ego a little bit until reality slapped back in like, motherfucker, <laughs> you know what the fuck? You know, yeah. It's the band. It's the music. You know, I. It was never Black Death was never originally <clears throat> in the beginning meant to be. Our thing was to be the first heavy metal band in Cleveland. Yeah, and and it, it turns out Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, <clears throat> and then it was brought to our attention about the you know. Okay. Only band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You didn't come into it about that. No, know? we came in it's about you, it. It's usually it's usually like that anyway. Yeah. It, the, you know the the liberal. Uh, never mind. I yeah. Want to yo, whole, yo. Oh goddamn! Why he call me Pico? Yeah. Illuminati bootlicking motherfucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's for the next show. Yeah, that's for the next show. <laughs> but, but, but so. When so when you came back, Black Death resurrected was just you added the resurrected just to avoid. I did people. to appease the other guys in the band. Okay, I wanted to use the name Black Death. Okay, okay, but they felt more comfortable. Why don't we? So that's how the Iron Messiah band came about. Okay, and we go to play Pittsburgh. It's Iron Messiah, right? Because see, I never played out of town. Until I formed Black Death Resurrection. The old Black Death, we never got a chance to play out of town. We got an offer after the album came out. We got an <laughs> offer to come down to Kentucky to play. But Bill Peters told us about it. and But nobody knew who, who the fuck is this. And, you know, nobody knew the ropes okay. about that aspect of it. Okay. <clears throat> so later on, Iron Messiah... Since they, oh, Black Death, and and Greg, he got his Black Death. I was telling them, well, let's just call it Black Death Resurrected. Because this is a resurrection of sorts. Yeah, yeah. For it's me a new lineup. Back. And, yeah, yeah and new lineup. Too, yeah. And me coming out, stepping out of the cloud, out of the fog, out of the cocaine wars and shit. Yeah, yeah. And the strawberry fields. Whew, yeah. That was a tricky one. Now, did that hold, the, did the whole name... Thing, is that what held the second album from coming out, or what? What held the second album? The second album put out. Well, that one, the unreleased one. What yeah. kept that from coming out is that that lineup broke up. The drummer who I had at that time, Mister Wizard, thought he could usurp me. Okay. You know. So like he take claimed over. ownership of it and what did it go? No, he didn't gain no it? ownership of shit. No, he wow. wanted to try to take over the band, and they wanted to call themselves something else. We don't want to be Black Death no more. We want to blah blah do this and that, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was getting all the attention. Getting, I'm uh, just trying to figure out like why you know what held it from what's holding it from ever being put out, you know, like printed and put out. What that the, the second, yeah, that second. 
It's on the album now it's, it's on, on the triple, triple disc. Album. Oh, it is out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, it's on the triple right. disc, but what prevented it back then? Because yeah. Bill Peters was waiting for it. Okay. Okay. And um but then Stanley, Mr. Wizard, pulls this, you know, nonsense. Okay. He did the same thing when uh he was playing with me and Rick. My bro that got out the service that I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And um, he did that to us. We used to rehearse downtown at this old Central Market. You know, Purgatory used to rehearse up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good friends with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, you might know my brother, Mike. He went to school with him all at West Tech and shit. Okay. Okay. And, uh. <clears throat> the drummer or the singer, bass player, one of them, any motherfucking ways and shit. Man, because Rick, he worked right downtown at the bank. Oh, he's good with numbers and shit. Any fucking ways and shit. We come there to go to practice. We see all this graffiti painted on the wall. You know, smiley faces with the yeah, yeah, yeah. tongue out like... Sticking their tongue out like you said. Yeah, like yeah, it was kind of your stage thing too that you do though, right? Yeah, I do okay. that. I say, well, I was doing that before Kiss, before because yeah. uh, I read about it in you know them old Inquirer magazines, newspapers, yeah, 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 yeah. and they had a little medical section. Okay, you could try this. To keep your chin up, to keep that right. So, oh, the double chin. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, I need to start practicing that, man. Well, hey, gravity's taking over now. Just but, like yeah, yeah. the hand acupuncture, if you got a headache, you can touch yourself somewhere in your palm. Yeah, okay, all right. So easier, yeah. Yeah, all right, right, all right. So that's where I got that tongue shit, bro. Okay. But yeah, but that, back, back then, like, you know, so you, there was graffiti, you went to the thing. Right, yeah. So we get upstairs, me and Rick, they had took their equipment. And they had trashed the place. They didn't fuck up our equipment, but they took their equipment and they just drew that stupid face, smiley face, all over the walls of the fucking uh, practice spot. Okay. And that 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 ended up what getting you in trouble with the practice spot or? No, uh, they were gone. They were, were leaving their calling card. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, they're like, we're out of here, and this is our FU to you. Right. Basically, okay. Now, Vinny, he was down there also. <coughs> he was this band. When the guy, they were rehearsing and stuff. Yeah. So, then, obviously, as you guys have told me, now that you, with that three-disc thing, you finally were able to... Who, right. who, who held on to the, the demo that, that was able to preserve that? Was that Bill Vinny. Peters? Oh, Vinny. Vinny, because he was playing on it, too. Okay. Right, and then he was like, "Hey, man, we still got." They were the band that played when the Agora opened up. The new Agora, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a classic lineup. It was me, Vinny, Mister Wizard, Stony on electric guitar. He was one of them little solo guys. Okay, all right, and um, and some guy named Doc on bass. Okay, that was that's who I did that with. Um, it got called Black Death Resurrected because eventually the Black Death Wars came about. Okay, we went to go pencil play, survived the cocaine wars, and then all of a sudden you had to get black, into the black, right? Death. Yes, uh, yeah, well, for a name that I came up with and created, and then, then 
Greg Hitch's Black Death, they were nothing more but a glorified tribute act. They didn't do no new material. All they did was play my songs. Okay. And how, I mean. My music. That's all the fuck they play. Okay. We go down there to play Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh <coughs> is fucking Iron Messiah. We pull up. See all these people lined up sitting outside of this club. Because I can forget the name of the club, but the description of it is. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they had the big glass window. So if you're outside, you can look in the club. You can see the band on stage, but you just see in their backs. Yeah. And everybody inside. Okay, we're going in to load in. These people lined up. These people, they can't get in the club. We had a hard time getting in the motherfucker, bringing our equipment in. Because you had to bring it in through the front door. I'm talking about packed. It was almost like that episode of Star Trek where the people was all smushed and they was... Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> but that, we played that. Bill Peters Beachland Tavern at the Food Drives. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll play it again this year. Um, No matter the fuck where we play, say Iron Messiah. Tell the fucking MC or the announcer that. What the fuck do you think they say when they go to the mic? All right, here he is. He's back, everybody. The Iron Messiah, Seeky SpaceX. This is Black Death. Or he's back, Seeky SpaceX and Black Death. Right. Or they're back, Black Death, with Seeky SpaceX. Yeah. But it's advertised in the papers or whatever. Iron Messiah. Yeah. They were formerly a black death. Okay. <clears throat> but when we go do the show, black death, black death. Okay. So, so they, I'm like So somebody's just holding on to that and not letting you just be able to go back and No, wasn't nobody thing. holding on. I was, okay. understand. I was only doing it was always been black death right. to me. I was, when it was Iron Messiah, that was just something I was doing just to put my bass player and drummer's mind at ease. Okay. Okay. So they were concerned. All right. Right. Gotcha. Who you going to get sued, man? Do you own the rights to this and that? What the fuck? I don't have to fucking register shit. Yeah. I am. <coughs> Who can be? Gotcha. Gotcha. There's only so. one. Yeah, yeah, okay. you're like the Highlander. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can fucking play my, I don't give a fuck who play my songs. Can they play them the way I play them? That, that makes people like them? Yeah, yeah. You, so, where's everything stand right now? So, this is how it went, and we come right up to that. All right. <clears throat> so, Bill Peters, he had at uh, Peabody's when they were still downtown before yeah. they moved. yeah. And uh, and changed into the Agora. Yeah, he had the show. It was some type of benefit for UJC John Kerry University because I think he said you might have been there. Yeah, yeah. Or was it Uli show? Michael Shanky Uli, one of the two. But anyways, uh, Black Death was playing, and Black Death resurrected. They wanted to go on first. 
Bill Peters wouldn't let him. No. Hell no. Hell motherfucking no. You don't get off that easy. Because yeah. if, if you black death, then you if you black death, you can go on and play. It don't matter whether you opening or you ending the set, you get the fuck up there and kick ass and play. Yeah. Now, if you open the set <coughs> and I'm looking out there to you, out there in podcast land, I don't care who the band has been that we played with. Anybody that played after we played, we were a tough at the follow. Yeah. And they told us that out of their mouths. Damn, we should open and let you play. Yeah, or there shouldn't be this name dispute anymore and just whatever, you know? Well, I mean, period, when yeah, we play, yeah. people say that. Yeah. Okay, now if I was a name dispute, <clears throat> that settled it. They had marshals and all this shit. Understand, I'm coming back. Coming back from the crack cocaine war. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, you've been in a lot of battles. And um, and I'm playing through some little <clears throat> cheesy bass amp with a distortion pedal. Okay. That was my Marshall. Matter of fact, it was a Kent amp. Next motherfucking thing, you know, they come in the bottom line. And then my voice wasn't the best. It was kind of more husking the horser horser than it is now. Yeah, okay. Okay. I couldn't hit the sweet, pristine high notes back then. I could do it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reverse scream when you yeah. breathe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we played. And then they sent <laughs> Sandy Kruger to one of our open mic night shows we was doing with. Uh, Scooter Lincoln, right? And asked us what songs we were going to play and asked us if we could not play certain songs that they was going to play because it's only certain songs that they could play, I guess. Okay. And I'm like, oh, really? I said, okay. But inside my head, I'm like, you got me fucked up. We came out there and did our set. They came there behind us. People walked. Wow. So the Black Death Wars ended as quickly as it started. Mm -hmm. And then I went on. Oh, and they did try to use the, the legal shit to try to get me. But the fellas down there, the fucking Hell's Headbangers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, chasing the gang and shit. They had my back. They got it where, you know, <clears throat> I can use the name Black Death. And you can't prevent me from playing songs that I wrote. Yeah. While this man. Take me out. There is no black death. Gotcha. Leaving the rest of them. Gotcha. They, and, and you got your own unique style too with how you play and, and how yeah. you wrote over the years. And I think we were going to lead into a Little, because that's why we little brought music. the amp Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, let's take a little brief, brief musical break, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that brings us current, right? Right, yeah. The timeline, so yeah. the story. Yeah, So, you know, I, I mean, we can get into Illuminati and all that stuff later, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> Brother, if you please. Because you, golf guy, golf guy. Could you pass the mother beer, please? 
run off. And as we do this, you get ready for the audience because it's running live. Let me run. Oh, I got to do is just play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, shit. He's running to take a piss. It won't be long before I'll be going in there after he gets out. Okay. But seriously, everyone. Ah. And my faithful companion, the golf god, Randy Roscoe. Golf god! Golf god! This next song I'd like to play for you. This next song I'd like to play for you. This is a song I wrote about this COVID quarantine, civil rights violations, all this bullshit that's going on. And especially those stupid fucking masks. This is a song I wrote called Comatose. Thank you. 
You have been a part of many firsts in the state of Ohio, and this is the very first <laughs> live performance here in the Boondoggle Bunker. Oh, yeah! Oh, God! Oh, God! Add that to the list now. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Thank you, man. my brother. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, you know, like I said, I wanted to try and hook it up like I do most of my interviews, Skype and stuff, but right. I'm glad that it worked out this way, you know? Oh, yeah. It feels better and stuff. Because I get to sit here and sit, and I can feel like a TV announcer, too. <laughs> How you doing, folks? And today is weather announcements. And I, I keep getting weather announcements. I guess we got another storm coming. Oh, over hell no. No. Wanna... God damn it. Just smell it. Yeah. No! So I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. Because oh, yeah. The right. Yeah. What time is or whatever. Uh, it's six o'clock, but Holy I want to ask you some of the questions that I normally ask, uh, artists that I have on sure. before we get ready and wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. who are your top three bands? Hmm. Hmm. Shit. Quite naturally, I have to say Block Sabbath. Yep. Yuli Roth era Scorpions. Uh, of course, I have to say you limited to three. And I have to say Priest. 
you know. Nice. Sabbath priests. But then, now, that's all I knew. That's all I started out with. Yeah. And I still hold them in that high regard. Yeah. But I've been listening to Saxon lately and a lot of the fucking metal church and the fucking singer dies. Nah, wow. It just fucks me up and shit, you know. Yeah. Good band. And um, especially <coughs> Dio. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that, that would... That was your foundation, but mm-hmm. time. But goes as far on, as I like, trying to like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then, um, my top three, number one would be Black Death. Two, yes, shameless self promotion. Number two, try it sometime. Number two would be Black Death Resurrected. Okay, <laughs> number three, well, Iron Messiah. Messiah. <laughs> you know, there we go. That pretty much covers. So I say black death and everybody else and shit, you know. And that's only the reason why I say it like that. And I tried to purposely not to listen to other artists because I didn't want I wanted my thing to be authentic, original. Yeah, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've always been a big advocate for the Cleveland metal scene. Oh stuff, yeah, without a metal, doubt, so, man. You know that's without a doubt been awesome. Everything that you've done. Um, it was a fucking Cleveland metal scene that told me I didn't realize we were not really were the first and shit. Heavy metal band, period. Yeah, you know, and I didn't know we were uh, in some bands' eyes. We like kind of opened the door because we did, because it was bands that were playing but couldn't get out to the clubs to play. They wouldn't let them play. Okay, but Snake Rock got us in there because Snake he had a connection. Yeah, Snake Rock. Yeah, Snake Rock. Okay, come back, come back. I'm trying to give you a pinch. Okay. So he got us in there and he opened it up for us to get out there to play. Yeah. Okay, because after we did that gig at the place I was talking about with the disco flight floor, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. damn near slipped and broke my neck. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, you're trying to look gymnastics. Cool. Yeah. 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 Nice. And uh, <clears throat> he got us at the pop shop. And from there, Chris, who used to play with, um, what was that band he played with? Fuck. Chris used to have a fucking record shop. Chris's Warp Chris Records. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Andrews. Oh, yeah. Spud Monsters. Chris, right? The Spud yeah, Monsters. Yeah. Chris yeah. Andrews. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, good punk band. Yeah, good you know? dude. And, uh, and he got us there. Okay. And when he got us there, and and and, and then Joe took it from there. And then he that got the other bands. The next thing I know, it was Breaker and Shot Paris. I remember Shot Paris. It came out a little later down the line. <coughs> but Sorcerer. Uh, damn, I almost called Juan's band that he was in at the time. Well, uh, I'm trying to remember it, but I want to, let me continue asking some of the uh, some questions, questions I want to ask. Okay. Is there, and this might be tough too, but is there a, a go-to song, like one of your favorite go-to songs like that you feel has been a big inspiration to you that you can, you know, you, you can, uh, it never gets old. You can always go back and play it. Everybody seems to like when tears run red. Yeah. That's the big, that's our Beth. Okay. You know. Nice. I woke up one morning and she was gone. I tried to use that sultry jazz. (laughs) I woke up one morning, but she was gone. (laughs) Her cigarette was burning. 
Hey, we got well, I grew up on that yeah. shit, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Dean Martin and all that shit. And yeah, yeah. Tom Jones, you know. Fuck, that was good shit, you know. That's where, like, a lot of my ideas for the metal of music is it's from that, you know. that Because I heard, like, Peter Gunn, I used to hear that, and I'm like, dum, 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 dum. Oh, yeah, yeah, People yeah. think heavy metal is all about loud, distorted guitars. No, it's not. It's about, it's a feeling. It's just as much as this is it's yeah, an it's attitude, yeah. it's a feeling, it's a musical where you could play these notes a certain way without distortion and people. Yeah. Like that guitar, surf guitar motherfucker, Dick Dale. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Argue with me if that ain't heavy metal or not. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with I'll you. wait. <laughs> And then who are who are three people who have inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today? The most high Yahuwah, first of all, who protected me, washed over me, and guided me through the life experiences that my four years in the desert, so to speak. Mm. And if I can name anyone after that, inspire me. Well, after him, it's a tough act to follow. Yeah. So yeah, I guess very... I just had to say myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so far, it's not trying to sound egotistical or nothing like that, but I just put it in my mind. It's just as simple as picking up a fucking bloody book and reading. You want to learn something? You want to know how to do something? Pick yeah. up a book. Yeah. You want to do something and you really want to do it. You fucking lock that in your mind. You lock that in your heart. Well, your heart's up here. Okay, because this yeah, motherfucker yeah. don't think it's just possible. But the heart that thinks up here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all connected. Yeah. yeah. You've got to have that drive and that determination. you got to, ah, you know. Shit, I could have been a fucking wrestler and shit. I could have been a lot of motherfucking things yeah, yeah. to apply my charisma to and shit. Hell, I even use elements of wrestling in my fucking thing when I walk to the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> like the said, right. you got to bow your elbows like you lift a lot of weights. Imaginary lat syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Square yeah. the shoulder. Put the shoulder pads in. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Then when I get in front of the mic, there's someone who, oh yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you see what we've got here. Woo! <laughs> is a failure that communicate. You see? It's like this. <laughs> that was good. I'm Rick Lick. Seeky, no, Slick Rick Seeky SpaceX, and whether y'all like it or not, woo, I'm your world heavyweight professional heavy metal champion. Yeah. yeah I, I, and with that, we'll end today's show. Yeah. Okay. But actually, we still had a belt because we did this thing um back in 83. This was led up to us doing the album. Uh, and Vanilla Peters and the Green Light the album. We um, played on that Cleveland Metal compilation album, right? Okay. And the BBC Rock Hour used to have this competition contest 
every year. And uh, and we won for musical styles. We were in seven categories of music. We won for North Coast, for the North America, the whole coast. That okay. included Canada, too. Uh, we won the heavy metal, hard rock, rock and roll category. And then you had the other bands that won the disco, jazz, blah, blah, whatever. Okay. So I got me a TNA belt at home and shit that nice. I slap on my shoulder. So we're still the champs. Because they never had another one after that. Okay. It seems like every time Black Death plays a festival and play, when's the last time the Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles Festival was held? Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Last time they had it was at Cooperstown Sports Bar. Okay. We played there. Okay. It never happened again. There's <laughs> a couple other we never yeah. know. Well, tough act to follow. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I might have to reach out to my buddy Dan Dan, Dan Jansen see about if the you know getting you guys on incarceration next year up there at the Mansfield Re- Reformatory. Oh, um, the playing so fuck yeah! I play for some fucking inmates. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I know what it's like to be behind them bars. Are you kidding me and shit? Another no, it's, a, it's not a prison a, anymore. No, it's not. It it's was where they filmed Shawshank, but they do a, a they do a festival there now and stuff. Oh, you know, outdoor it's, live the old, it's the old prison. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. prison's behind. Oh, okay. I thought I'd get but, a but I, You know, hey, you know. Damn. I'll, I'll say, you know, when we, when we connect, <laughs> yeah, when we connect, when we connect, you guys, I'll send send some of your music because uh, yeah, you know, Fuck but yeah. uh, oh well. Real quick, all right. Before we do the second sessions, uh, next week we're going to the studio on the 26th and 27th. Do we start the official recordings for the next Black Death record? Okay, nice. So it starts. The madness starts next week. We hope to have it out by Halloween. All right. Okay. It happen. Even if it's done before Halloween, it ain't coming out to Halloween. I got two more questions for you before we, or two more uh, favors to ask before we get ready. That's all. Wrap this Let's up. Take, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas. Shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Ah. ah. Gentlemen, you got a thankless job that you do. And you are not appreciated as much as you should be. And the way our government treats you when you come back home is an atrocity. We would not be who we are without you. Wow. Thank you, man. That's there good. should be no homeless veterans. Yep. Motherfucker, you come back from <laughs> that experience, that life-changing experience. What the fuck you giving some fucking bloke to catch a piece of rubber ball in a million dollar? No, you all deserve those million dollar contracts. And that's still not enough. Some of you will lost your lives, lives of your family, your friends. Not to mention some of you came back not the way you was when you went in. And you got to live with that for the rest of your life. That's fucked up. And the government doesn't help to do something. But they try to get you to come on in. You know? And you're coming in, you're doing it for the right reason. 
for your country and for your fellow American citizens. You're not doing it for the politicians. You're doing it for the everyday man. Uh, that was beautiful. That was passionate. And that was the truth. Exactly. That was from the heart. You could tell. Man. Now, one last, you know, I, I've heard your Ric Flair's. I heard your wrestling promos. We're going to end on one, one more happier note. But it's sicky, 100%. All right? I need a promo ID for the show. You're going to introduce yourself, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Boondoggles. Boondoggle. Yeah. <clears throat> You edit these things? Yeah, I'll edit it. I'll, <laughs> I'll edit it right now, we're live, though, right? Yeah, we're live right now. But... Hey, everybody out there. Okay. Hey, can they see us? Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Boondoggle. That's the name of it? Today's Boondoggle. All right. All right. Listen up. Hold on to your seats. Grab your girls, grab your beers, fasten your seatbelts, because today is going to be a day like any other day, unlike any other day. Uh, the days that you've had, today is that day. And you know what that day is? Today is today's boondoggle. That's right, when heavy metal touches down on the flat earth. A boondoggle. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Stay flat, my friends. <laughs> and with that, we will wrap it up. See ya! Get above your seats Lock your doors and keep your parents out And turn your music up Oh,
today. We're gonna do it today. Cause tonight, tonight is the night of a day. And tonight, tonight is the night of a day. Rejoice! Tonight is the night of a day. And tonight, tonight is the night of your lives. Oh, tonight you think you'll be saved. Once again, to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, domaincle.com or todaysboondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.